0: Hey everybody! Welcome to the Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you get the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration, and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. So I probably don't need to tell you guys at this point who Bob Schneider is because I've mentioned him a few times and you may be getting sick of me casually mentioning this Austin singer songwriter that I really enjoy. Um, But I just have I guess I have a lot of kind of going to see Bob Schneider stories. And this is one of them. Besides, I'm kind of hoping that like maybe one of you will know him and you'll tell him and then we'll hang out because we'd be famous buddies, I'm sure. (laughs) Anyway, I went to see. Uh, there was this outdoor concert. It was just like a free outdoor on the lawn sort of a concert. And these Bob does a uh, show that's a little more blue uh, for you know audiences in 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 a bar. But he does these when he does these these public ones. The families come and there's little kids running around you know, being kind of annoying, honestly, or throwing footballs and and um, kids doing gymnastics up front. And and it's it's a very family atmosphere, though, is the point. And so he curbs his saltier side. And in this case, he brought a couple of special guests. And in the past, so Bob has a daughter who he's brought on stage, uh, I don't know, the past handful of years that I've been seeing him. She's always made an appearance at this particular show because it's like the family one. And I assume she has friends in the audience. And so I, I've gotten to see her perform a few times. And it's, it, it, at the beginning, it was kind of cute. He has this song called Tarantula, and she would just sing the same chorus with him because it's kind of a sing-along party song that they they usually tend to end with. But as the time has gone on, I've seen he's given her an actual song to perform. or And I can tell that she's co-writing these with him. You can just tell by the lyrics, they're kids' lyrics, because I think she's probably... 10 ish right now, somewhere around there. And so, you know, he did that. He brought her up, but then he also brought his dad, which was kind of cool too. Now I did happen to know that his dad used to be a professional opera singer. So he is a performer and that was, so that wasn't weird. And it was a, it was very good. It's not like he just brought his dad up who isn't a singer at all. And his daughter has become quite a good performer too. So having these two up there, it wasn't like, A sacrifice for the audience. It was genuinely adding some good stuff to the show, but that was the first time I'd seen them both come up and they were separate songs. And I think that his daughter was up there for two songs and his dad was only for one. But the point is there was, you know, a fair chunk of his performance that had family members involved. And similarly, there was this band that I saw, um, the same concert series, like a year ago and um, they were called Vallejo and they were a really fun show as well. And I think that the, I think that I think they're all family. There might be one or two people. It's a larger band who aren't family, but most of them are. And I thought that was cool too, because they were always talking about family between the songs and, Oh, my brother did this and blah, blah, blah. So it wasn't just quietly that they were family. It was part of the show, if that makes sense. So this is all to say that I, I'm giving you an example of a couple performances where the fact that there was family involved, that they were bringing people in who aren't part of their professional lives. Well, in Vallejo's case, they are, but that, uh, that this is their family and they have this other relationship too. It was part of the show. And so I thought that that was interesting from a noticing perspective. And it made me think that we do tend as writers, I mean, or as, as, as creatives more generally, we do tend to draw a line between most of us do between sort of our art, which feels serious, capital A, and our personal lives in which we may kind of be a subtly different person. And you know, we're over here being an artist, and we're over here being personal, and we don't want to get our um, chocolate and our peanut butter, figuratively speaking. I just realize that's an illusion that a lot of you are not going to get, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna leave it there. You can look at the last episode that I did about Easter eggs for that one, but usually we do kind of keep them separate and, and it made me think about, well, do do you have to like, it's, it's cool when people break that wall because so few people do. And whenever I see it, whenever I see somebody being real in some way and including family is, is just one of many ways of being truly, truly real rather than putting on your artist persona and Hey, I'm an artist and this is serious art. I mean, you can do it seriously, but just showing who you actually are, I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's a very subtle shift, but I always feel it when people do it. It's so its so refreshing. It, it makes me feel that on a new level that that performer is indeed a real person who I could to some degree relate to in a way that isn't true for people who don't do it and for perform- for performances and pieces of art that don't do that. So maybe it's a really good tool to use and you don't need to bring your family along. Like I am never going to uh, do a book reading, which by the way, I've never done. But if I were to do a book reading, I wouldn't like have my wife come up and read with me or my kids. I, I I don't think so. What I'm talking more here, at least for writers is more of like thinking about how you can bring things from your real life into your books in a way that personalizes them or into your art in the way that, that personalizes them. So I know that, um, I I actually, I actually wrote a book for my daughter and I, it's full of personal references. It's full of personal references. The, there's a dog in it that is literally our dog and she does the things that our dog does. And there are personal stories that literally only my daughter and wife and I guess my son will get. And that's the idea. But I think that even readers who have no idea what that is can tell that there's some degree of authenticity here. It's, it's a vibe. It's something that you get. And if you acknowledge those things later, like kind of, again, I did a whole, I think actually the last episode was for members only the last, the last episode was for members only, I think, but it was about Easter eggs. So if you are a member, you can listen to that one for a little bit more detail, but adding those sorts of things, It's like this grab bag of personal information that you can bring in. And then if you talk about them later, if you're ever at a, at at a book signing or being interviewed or something, and you talk about the fact that you're including those, those familial Easter eggs in a way that people then see them and maybe then go back and look for them, it humanizes you as a creator. And it also creates a new level of authenticity because anything that you add, anything that you pull from anywhere, including your imagination is, is. Going to add authenticity if it's authentic, which sounds very obvious, but it, it, it's true if you don't try to craft it in a quote-unquote arty way, but instead use it real. But there's something special about if if, if if they know that it's very close to you. And you can do this with writing, by borrowing individual traits. You know, I mentioned that I included my literal dog in a book. So you can do things that are very obvious in that way, or they can just be tendencies. So I was talking to somebody recently who's a writer and he has traits that of his kids that he's, he's modeled one character after each of his kids and they each have very distinct things that he has seen that you wouldn't necessarily come up with from nowhere. You wouldn't necessarily pull out of the air, these sorts of things that the sorts of things that only occur to somebody if it's a real person that they're talking about. So you don't need to literally bring people in. You can instead bring in individual traits. You can bring in individual stories. You can look at this as overlapping significantly with Easter eggs, but it also makes for a really cool grab bag so that your characters aren't getting stale because you're using the exact same quirks and traits over and over. There's all sorts of things that don't occur to us until we see them and you really pay attention. You go, Oh, I've never noticed the way that somebody always doubles the beginning of a word or the particular way that they hold themselves. Or my son used to walk and talk uh, when he was on the phone and would make loops around things, which seemed kind of odd, but something I'd never seen anybody else do. And I actually ended up using that with a character who was the same age as him at the time, was going around restlessly in loops while he was talking, almost as if he was talking to himself. And anything that you do that is able to convey emotion is, I I think that's kind of the crux here. What is it that conveys emotion for you? And people can tell when you're conveying emotion and being personal is a great way to begin to convey that emotion. So you can borrow from your personal life. And I would argue, maybe sometimes we should. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.